two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. It's like, oh, I love my cast iron. I, I get my dish soap and my steel wool, and I just go to town. What? Exactly. It's like, no, you idiot. That's not what you... Offensive. <laughs> yeah. And so... Sacrilege. Right. Blasphemy. Exactly. And so, like, every once in a while, every once in a while, if it's, like, really grimy, then sure, like, I'll do just, like, a touch of Dawn and wash it out and then rinse it and then you then you have to like uh, dry it right away. You can't just let it air dry cuz that's when it gets all um, rusty and shit. So yeah. yeah. See, that's that's weird. I have never I I've had it for th- what I say 2 3 years now. I've never used soap and lime. And that's fine too cuz that cuz yeah. those things have been around forever like certainly before commercial like dish detergent stuff. Yeah. They're awesome. I, but it's never gross like the bottoms. I don't know. Like you could, you know, drag a paper towel across and it comes off clear. Because it has, yeah, because it has that patina. Yeah. Well, and Mark, I think it only makes sense that we're, uh, yeah, we're talking about cast iron and, and wood smoke and all that because I'm, I'm happy to say that um, this, is, this is a Two Wizards podcast first that we're, we're recording this uh, camping. We're in the great outdoors and... Yeah, yeah, got our got our tents all all uh, uh, pitched up, and um, got the fire going nice, and, uh, and 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 of course, like of course, one of the things that you do when you're outside is talk about things like s- smoking uh, meat and cast iron and shaving with a hatchet, oh, yeah. all that stuff. That's what you do. That's what you do when you're outside. So, um. <laughs> if you didn't regularly keep a beard, would you ever shave with a hatchet? I, I might try that once, just to say that I did, yeah. um, and then even then, like if you do happen to like screw up and get a gnarly scar, then you have the coolest story to tell. Like yeah, I was, <laughs> and then just play it off like yeah, no, I was uh, shaving with a hatchet, and then like a, and like a mountain lion pounced on me, and uh, had to like fight it off as I was still finishing up shaving. So I might have. <laughs> But don't worry, I didn't have to reapply the lab. Right, yeah, it's just all it's just all there. It's just all there. But yeah, Josh, you, you hit it. Welcome to uh, the Two Wizards podcast. My name is Mark, and I am a wizard. And I'm Josh, and I'm a wizard. And y- you know, we were we were talking about this a little bit, and and it is. It's it, the weather's nice enough that we're outside, we're out of doors, and um, don't ask us how we were able to get all all of our recording equipment functioning without running a noisy generator because that's wizard magic but but here we are here we are we're outside and i think i even hear some other wildlife hold on let me let me see what this is real quick yeah 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 so uh listeners it sounds like long time listeners will know that um sometimes little quincy will make an appearance and maybe he snuck into my duffel bag when i was packing and uh got a little got us a little stowaway maybe uh-oh Quincy, you want to say something for the camera? Or, or not for the camera, but for the podcast? Oh, and now, and now you're quiet. Now he's quiet. He just got, just got scared because he was all wrapped up in a duffel bag and didn't know where he was. <laughs> okay, well, well, well stay out of stuff. Yeah, well, you can go, yeah. You can go hang on over there and we'll get you a water dish or something. Um, but anyway. Yeah, so, uh, anyway. Well, and actually, speaking of water dish, I'm, I'm kind of feeling... Uh, um, uh, a little parched or something, and and I think Mark, I think you offered to pick up some refreshments for our 
uh, wizard's chalices to go. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I got this uh, here. I got this cooler here, and it's full of uh, some potential brews. If you want to indulge with me, there, buddy. Oh yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, so. and um, I'm reaching in, and I got a Labatt Blue Canadian Pilsner. That's Sorry, when we pick these up, we're kind of a little bit far north here. This is all they had. I've never had this, so it might be fun. Well, and, it, and it's funny that you say that because I also happen to have a beer that's from Canada. I have I have a Molson Canadian Lager, uh, Montreal, seventeen eighty six. So oh. yeah, how about that? It's um, it's it's, it's funny that and, and I've also I've, I've never had a Molson. I've never had a Labatt Blue. So hey, that I think that seems fitting. Um, so here oh. here we go. Yeah, fucking a. Oh yeah, bunch of hosers. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, here, here's a, here's a cheers, cheers, cheers to you, buddy. <laughs> cheers to you too, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's all oh. right. I mean, I'm all right with that. Yeah, that, that's okay. I think this is my senior year of high school. Um, in the school jazz band, we went to a little competition festival thing. Um, and uh, how it worked was you would play your two or three pieces, I forget what it was, and then someone, uh, either like a professor or like a musician or someone, would, would follow up with your group afterwards and kind of run you through some things and say like, okay, what if we try this section again? And, and the guy that was working with us was from Canada, I forget exactly where it was, but every time, every time he'd be like, okay, what if we try this section again? Um, so how about measure 48? <laughs> and all of us being high school kids going <laughs> he said a boot <laughs> and I'm sure this guy I'm sure that was not the first time that he had um, people kind of struck by his very funny way of saying things but it was it would be like so that ending part it was really good why don't we just look at the dynamics again so let's pick it up a boot measure 108 <laughs> He was super sweet. He was super sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> super sweet. Yeah, so here we are, yeah. you know, got some nice refreshments here that are, that are easy drinking um, around the campfire. And uh, I don't know, man. What sounds good? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, as long as we're out here, I want to, I guess we might as well break into it now. We got our Canadian beers. We're out camping. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about something that I that I didn't realize was near and dear to my heart mm. until I rediscovered it. Okay. Literally this week. Yeah. I have been down a delightful rabbit's hole of twisting, turning paths that diverged in a yellow wood, and I took the one of lumberjack cryptids, also hereafter forever known as fearsome critters. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so, because we have done previous episodes on cryptids but you're saying like specifically lumberjack cryptids like out, out in the woods yeah man yeah. can you make see i thought it was impossible to make cryptids even cooler but <laughs> you mark you go and do it again you, you totally redeem yourself <laughs> <laughs> well no great so so yeah let's yeah let's just let's just we're out here in the woods like you're saying um Settings right, moods right. Let's just let's talk about lumberjack cryptids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. I think this is a weirdly unique episode, especially for you and I. We have covered cryptids, and then we've covered mythology, and then we've also kind of like 
we're trying to get it from different spots, and most of it is folklore, but then you have, like, the best way I can describe it is these are lumberjack yokai. Oh, okay. Not so much cryptids. Maybe cryptids is the... I don't... It's not the wrong word. Yeah. And we'll get into that a little bit later, mm -hmm. but... Yeah, these things are weird. They're just essentially lies that a bunch of dudes told each other. <laughs> well, cause but it exploded into something so much more, and, like... The best example I can give of this to you is, you might know, the most famous one of these is uh, Paul Bunyan and his big blue ox babe. Taking, taking the words right out of my mouth, Mark. Because, yeah, I was going to say, like, I mean, not, not unlike um, other, other times when a bunch of dudes get together and they just start bullshitting. Like, of course they're going to tell tall tales and say, like, oh, this one time this happened to me, or I heard this noise off in the woods. And Paul Bunyan, of course, being... Yeah, the uh, the quintessential uh, lumberjack yokai. Well, because because there were even yokai about like giant women, so it only makes sense that there's like lumberjack yokai cryptid. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul, Paul Bunyan. So, so yeah, what are in, in in case on the off chance that our listeners don't know the story of Paul Bunyan, what's like the like thirty second Paul Bunyan story, or or, or some oh, of the stories because there's lots of them. Yeah, and it was like what I kind of figured out with this. It was that it was it was like an American serial comic deal, hmm. uh, or, or like not comic, but it was like a weekly magazine deal. And it was just the stories of Paul Bunyan. It was this guy who was a sickly baby, and something happened with something, and his mom left him out in the cold, and then he became a giant, and uh, he became the greatest lumberjack in the whole North Woods, and he was like the icon of American logging and Canadian logging, I guess too. But yeah. he also was accompanied by no, that's where the cold came from. He had a buddy named Babe the Blue Ox, who was a uh, baby ox that got left out in the cold, so it turned blue. Yeah, and then also kinda, like kind of morbid, right? But it, but yet also like grew to enormous size. Um, yeah, Babe was also huge. Yeah, yeah. Babe. Well, and, and I'm trying to remember because I haven't heard. I want to say like second or third grade, um, in school we took a weird, you know, like American folk tale, folk hero, um, kind of turn, and we talked about like Paul Bunyan and um. Pecos Bill, and... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That came up. It was weird. Pecos... So, there was the different, um... The, I guess you... I, I, I don't know. It is like comic books. Because it was weekly adventures with Paul Bunyan doing this, mm -hmm. and or Pecos Bill doing that. And a lot of these, um, critters... We're gonna call them critters, by the way, not cryptids. Okay, they're, they're, perfect. Yeah. They're, yeah. Could, like, as the classification term, like... These are not cryptids or yokai. These are ferocious critters. Gotcha. Just, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. point of order. But a lot of them uh, appeared in these stories. There's one mm. I want to remember. I want to say that, like, I think it was uh, Pecos Bill roped a, uh, oh, like, a splinter cat or something like that. Oh, yeah. I think yeah, I know that one. Stuff like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and also because it's like the, the, the symbolism of, like, Here's the sort of like western frontier, and that's like Pecos Bill's territory, and all sorts of tall tales coming out of that. Then there's like, of course, the great forests of the like northern states and into Canada, and that's that's another kind of unknown area. And so yeah, yeah, it was almost um, yeah like a like an extended universe between these two guys that were just out in the wild and being awesome and uh, fighting critters or taming critters, as the case may be. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fun. It is. And real quick up top, I'm just going to get these out of the way because I have a ton of sources for this episode. Maybe the heaviest source episode I've, we've had yet. Mm. 
So we're going to start off with uh, Fearsome Critters of the Lumberwoods by William T. Cox, 1910. Mm. The Hodag and Other Tales of Logging Camps. Excuse me, the Labats is talking. <laughs> by Lakeshore Kearney, uh, 1910. Fearsome Critters by Henry H. Tyron, uh, 1923. Uh, Legendary Northwoods Animals by Gail Winter, 1994. Monsters in Print by Adam Benedict. Uh, go find him over on Pine Barrens Institute. And I also want to give a huge, 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 huge shout out and thanks to uh, Lumberwoods Museum. They, it's weird. They were like one of our first followers on Instagram. No way. And yeah, and as I was so as I was like going through trying to find the sources for these and trying to like cross reference and stuff, um, they they had all of these texts compiled on their website. Well, yeah, huge shout out to them. And and yeah, once this thank you guys, you're wonderful. So that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. You're the best. Indeed, indeed. So so yeah, we we are we already kind of like maybe uh roused everyone's appetite talking about uh, Paul Bunyan. Uh, so, so, yeah, like, and, and it, seem, it seems like there's a whole bunch of these, right? And so we're not, we're not going to, this is not going to be an exhaustive... Um, oh, no. This yeah. could be the, the way that we have oft relied or joked about relying on yokai. This could be yokai, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we, there are a, so many of these. Or a, or a, or a spin-off series. Maybe the polls will shift again and then we'll be two lumberjacks for i don't know another like half a year <laughs> these are uh folklore tall tales that are exclusive to lumberjacks mm -hmm. that were that kind of sprung up around the uh be the late 1800s early 1900s in logging camps across the like the whole northern region so south canada north 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 america mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah north squared america <laughs> And then it's weird too. There's a couple like down south in the in the swamps. I guess swamp logging's a thing. Oh, dang. but holy shit, that seems like a fate worse than death itself. Isn't that where mahogany comes from? Isn't mahogany and like those other like dark hardwoods? I I thought that was rainforest, but I maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe something like that. I don't know. But anyway, okay, no, oh man, that's yeah, that's like a whole other yeah, that's a whole other layer of magic there. Swamp swamp yeah. logging. <laughs> Swamp lumberjacks. Oh, <laughs> so one thing that I found out, and I kind of almost do, I almost want to give lumberjacks their fair shake at an episode because there's a lot in that. Oh yeah. But one thing that I found out was that by and large, drinking was not allowed in camp. Which you could, you could drink like, you, so you got paid for the week. Mm -hmm. So you you worked a week, then you got paid, and then. Then you would go into town on Saturday and Sunday or whatever, yeah, and, blow and get shit housed yeah. and whore it up, and yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. I don't know how you could blow off steam after a day of lumberjacking, but hey, whatever, it's fine. Right, but that also <laughs> I makes have a lot a hard of... time trying to work out after like working an eight. <laughs> yeah, but but that does that absolutely makes a lot of sense, and I'm sure is also like a certain code of code of honor, code of conduct. They're like, mm -hmm. yeah, we got these like sharp axes and saws and dudes are climbing up trees and not only are you are you putting yourself at risk if you're if you're drunk out there working but you're putting other people at risk and yeah. i would imagine yeah i would imagine that a bunch of can you imagine being hung over and having a lumberjack oh my god just yeah. the repetitive number one the like sound of the axe in the wood right but then to the like feeling of it and then come like seven thirty in the morning you already got the booze sweats yeah and it's just gonna get worse yeah, from there. Just as it warms like, up, it's not. Yeah. Well, you're it, in for a 
bad time. Yeah, no, I, I honestly get that one. That makes yeah, well, nothing but sense to me. Like, do not drink in camp. Just you can't do it. And and I'm sure there uh, more than once there was a couple of couple of newbies uh, just showing up and be like, ah, oh, whatever. I'll just take a sip of this, and then like promptly got got their shit kicked in by all the veteran guys. Like, nope, you're not gonna do that here. Wham, wham, wham. <laughs> well, so what they would do is if you got caught drinking or you were drunk or hung over the next day, mm-hmm. uh, they would pay you out for the days you worked, and then you were fired. That was it. Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Again. And th- but then like it was cool because then like the money that you didn't spend ha- went to the rest of the crew, which was kind of neat because like. You are fucking them by not working your full yeah, shift exactly. or, whatever, or your full swing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then they have to work a little bit harder to pick up for you. But, hey, they get your money, so it's all good, buddy. Yeah. I'm, I thought that was fun. Like I say, lumberjacks are neat. I don't know. Yeah, and it, it is. It's like just a bunch of bunch of dudes going out and doing work and, and yet have this very egalitarian system of sorts. And so, like, look, these are the rules, and if you follow by them, like... You'll you'll make some good money, and if you don't, you're you're on your ass. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But so you can't drink. What do you do? Well, there's two things. Number one, you fight. Apparently, lumberjacks <laughs> love to fight. They just fought each other for no reason. We're skipping that one because I can't. We can't get into that. <laughs> yeah. I was reading a deal, and it said like when they would go into town on the weekends or, or on their off periods or whatever. It was considered an insult to their manhood if they didn't have, what was it, a discoloration of the orbital socket within the first two days. Number one, classy as hell way to say that. Yeah. Number two, these guys are just, they're just fighting. And they're sober fighting, which makes it even scarier. Right. Moving on, the other thing they did is just bullshit. What you and I are doing right now, sitting around a campfire mm-hmm. talking some good shit. Yeah. They would just, they would talk. And one thing that they would talk about was these fearsome critters. Okay. And it would, it would usually be one guy kind of telling the story of, oh, yeah, 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 I saw this thing. Mm-hmm. And then another lumberjack who was probably in on the ruse because, you know, you got guys coming in and out of camp and stuff. Right. He'd sit down and, oh, what are you saying there, Frenchie? Oh, I was just telling our new guy here about uh, the uh, Warble Portal Corgle Corgle Cat because I think that's one of them. <laughs> A lot of alliteration in these uh, fearsome critters, which I, I really appreciate, but oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I hope these Canadian beers aren't too strong, lest I sound the fool tonight <laughs> later on. But, so, uh, Frenchie would relay the tale to his buddy, we're going to call him Jock, because this is French Canon Canadian yeah, yeah. Northwest America. Mm-hmm. And he relays it to Jacques, and he talks about the Wargle Porgle Porgle Cat. And the guy listening to it, Clem, is real taken by this. And so Clem now has this story of the Wargle Porgle Porgle Cat. Mm. And he's going to tell the story of it later on. Yeah. If he moves to camp, he's going to talk about it. Or he'll pick up a different one. Yeah. He'll pick up the story, and it's like a weird, I would say, elimination-style evolution of just American folklore that we can literally track. Yeah. Which is just so, so cool to me. That would be, man, I'm, I'm sure if, uh, and, and I would imagine that most of this would be more kind of like an oral tradition and like maybe every once in a while because because yeah, totally clearly, oral until they started printing it yeah right yeah. and so and so yeah i i'm curious to see i'm and i'm sure who who knows I'm, there there probably is some like entrepreneur entrepreneuring grad student out there like dedicating his or her life work be like oh let me trace let me find the lineage of these fearsome critter tales and kind of kind of it make might be me josh that'd be Hell yeah, dude! You could find. You, I you could get I into really like got a, into some really cool stuff. Yeah, you could get into like a like a cultural studies or like folklore studies department and be like, "Look, I found this shit. This is awesome. 
pay my tuition. <laughs> and then I'm going to parlay this into comic books and modern mythology. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so... These stories of fearsome critters usually broke down into several different categories. Okay. Number one, I'm sure you saw this as you were kind of clicking through that link I sent you because I wanted you to look at some of these goofy pictures. Mm -hmm. These things are silly. More, yeah. more often than not, they're more cartoonish <laughs> yeah. than they are like accurate representations of any living thing on this planet. Yeah, they're, they're just hodgepodges of animal parts or even plant parts in some, in some cases. Um, then, yeah, they're just... And, and and not, not, not that they're harmless because some of them can be kind of kind of rough. But no, they are just they're just goofy mishmashes of various yeah various things. <laughs> yeah, so you have those that are kind of goofy looking, or then you have some that. So there's some that are. It's a weird way of looking at how nature is. There's mm -hmm. one called a side gouger. Okay. And it's it, all it is is a goat with one set of legs longer than the other. So the left side or the right side is longer than the other, if that makes sense. Yeah. I so that it can graze at an angle on side hills. Yeah, I've heard of that one. But but yeah. but but I didn't know the name for it. I just kind of knew this story of, like, there's a certain type of goat that, yeah, left to right side. And then there was something, too, where it's like they can only mate with other goats with the same, like, either right side shorter or left side shorter. Otherwise, they can't put the business ends together so <laughs> that makes only perfect sense right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but god forbid you ever want to turn around and eat the grass that you yeah or 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 you can't eat the same meadow twice because you can't walk mm, backwards over it there you go mm. there anyway you. <laughs> <laughs> but really that's just it's it's sheep standing on a side hill and it does they you know kind of angle their bodies and it does look like there's you know a bigger one another one was sort of again with the way that folklore is you know don't go we it's the parallels to you know don't go into the forest at night it's dangerous yeah don't go swimming in the river there's a kappa there that's going to suck your intestines out your butt yeah don't go into the swamps mm -hmm. the the kelp you'll get you right a lot of these seem like they're cautionary tales mm -hmm. which just for you know general good wood advice like yeah. avoid you know the dead hangs which i guess are collections of dead branches they hang above a tree, or so they hang in the living branches, and apparently they can weigh quite a bit, mm -hmm. and God help you if they fall on you because your ass is dead. It's super easy to get lost in the woods, so like, know, like, know where you are and like, kind of make, make notes about, okay, well, there's this, you know, so you can find your way back. And, and even, if, even if it's not about particular dangers, like, like all these dead branches that could crash down on you just like yeah just be really careful like little kids little kids don't go out into the woods or this thing yeah. might get you just stay inside yeah for sure <laughs> the 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 sliver cat is coming after you which i think is terrifying we'll get to there later um no. but then some were just stupid i found one and this is this is kind of we, we talked before we were talking about cryptid and stuff in the crossover mm -hmm. if you remember back to our um um, cryptid cabinet episode. Yeah, you had nominated the Snally Gaster for something. Oh yeah, I forget what it was. Maybe like uh... I want to say Speaker of the House. No, that was the Glaucus. Yeah, that was the Glaucus. Yeah, yeah, it was a uh, maybe like uh... Secretary of State. Yeah, maybe? yeah. That, that was no, because we both no, we both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It, anyway, that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. B doesn't matter. But so there's there's this thing called the Snowly Gastor. 
Oh, interesting. And it's totally different what it is. And it is um, an alligator with no legs. And it doesn't have a mouth. What it does have is two big nostrils, a spike on its back, and a long tail. At the end of that tail is a propeller, like you might find <laughs> on a boat. And what the Snollygoster does is hit trees and attempt to impale lumberjacks onto its spike. And when it's got enough lumberjacks on its spike, it then digs a hole with its motorboat tail propeller thing, shakes the dead jacks off, and I'm going to say jacks a lot, by the sure. way, because mm -hmm. I think it sounds cool, yep. uh, shakes the dead jacks off into the hole, sticks the tail into the hole, blends them up into a weird pulpy goo, and then huffs up on the fumes, and that's how it eats. <laughs> I want to live in a time where some fucking cocaine-addled brain made that up. And maybe it was because coke was still legal in America. Right. But I want to live in that time, but then be able to take that account seriously. Right. Like, uh, just, just coming off of, like, a laudanum bender... And like bust into the saloon and be like, you won't believe what I just saw. And like the 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 piano stops and the dancers like stop and then the poker table like drops their chips or whatever and everyone's like, you won't believe this thing. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So you've got that, and then there's another one, and they were literally just used as jokes. R right. Yeah. So it's like, it's a lumber camp, people come and go, maybe they don't work their full shift on, whatever, maybe they leave early, maybe they get sick, whatever, maybe they just like stayed in camp for three weeks and decided they're good and moved on to, you know, Oregon County or something, mm -hmm. you know, we, it doesn't matter. But there was a running joke, and it was just, oh yeah, the so-and-so got him. Oh, so, you yeah. know... Clem left camp. Well, where's Clem? Oh, the Argo Agro Pelton Pounder got him. <laughs> he's not, Clem's not dead. Nothing yeah, got him, nothing, but he's just, just not in camp anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would bet that after getting tired of saying for the yeah thousandth time, like, oh, he got a new job or he died or, or, or got hurt or something. Yeah, like, of course, you're just, like, bullshitting people. Like, oh, yeah, what happened to, to, to Slim? Oh, you won't believe it. The The... Shagamaw picked him up and carted him off. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. I liked him. Yeah. <laughs> he he had my axe. Yeah. yeah. Damn it. Son of a bitch owed me five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's say that, yeah, Clem goes ahead and leaves camp and the Argo Agro Pelton Pounder didn't get him. But what he did get was he heard a story and he'd take that story with him. And I, I kind of alluded to this. And sort of like the chestnut blight did a fusion dance with a Japanese pine boring beetle through the Pacific Northwest, bam, bam, you now have wood herpes. Yeah. And they are spreading everywhere, and they are virulent, and they just keep spreading. And this, I alluded to this earlier about this is the giant league of, yeah, you know, fearsome critters, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's it like, it's, yeah, the whole, um, you know, like, March Madness bracket, and all the, like, favorites are duking it out with more uh, obscure stories and, and yeah sort of like through a weird mimetic n natural selection certain stories get somewhat in, get, get more attention or hold more attention for whatever reason and then those propagate and on and on and on yeah 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 
And again, and I, I again, I think it's so cool what we have, but I really wish I knew the whole scope of it. Right. You know, like what were the dumb ones? Was yeah. there like a? <laughs> oh, look out! There goes the penis biting chipmunk. He's a real meanie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like what? What? What were the failed um, fearsome critters? That's that yeah. like gets sent instead of to the Isle of Misfit Toys. It's the Isle of Misfit Fearsome Critters. It's like, which is so funny too, because because not only am I thinking back to um, yokai and cryptids, but I'm also even going back to when we were talking about the Yule Lads, because that's a lot of like, yeah, it's a similar kind of thing. Like, here's there's a lot of weird crossover with these right, things. right, right, right. Which which of course you and I both get horned up for, which makes total sense why we're why we're doing this. Um, for, for our episode and and yeah I'm I'm excited I'm excited to to get to meet this uh, 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 just a few and again just a few because there's like hundreds yeah. of these just a few of this uh, sort of motley crew yeah it's funny you say you're ready to meet these guys Josh because well I've got the first one for you mm-hmm. and I'm I just I'm only gonna do like two like big profiles tonight and I'm gonna try and keep them as tight as possible mm-hmm. but these are ones that stood out to me for very very important reasons okay so the very first one is the hodag. Mm. Or the bovine spiritualis, which this is the other cool thing. These things all have the um, classific- the classification names. <laughs> they all have a Latin right. genus and all that good shit. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are just super stupid, and it just gives away it gives away the it gives away the punchline in the first line mm-hmm. if you can speak Latin. <laughs> so this is just cow spirit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take you back in time to 1893 around or in or upon or outside of whatever Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Mm. Okay? So there was an ox that has just died, and he was either overworked or underfed or just overbeaten by his owner, who by all accounts was a real piece of shit. Mm. So the owner cremates this ox, and out of the ashes rises what? That's right, Josh. The hodag. It is a short beast with a set of spikes down its back and two horns and a blunt bulldog slash frog looking mouth face thing and it's risen up out of the ashes and it murders the guy. He's dead now, Josh. Shoot. Yeah, got him. Woo. Got him. 360 no scope. (laughs) And maybe this is all well and good. But it's not. We gotta we gotta have vengeance. Vengeance yep. must must be taken yeah. because damn it. Yeah, you can't just can't just let, let let this go unaddressed, yeah. Also that, if there was a weird fire bull murder dinosaur that was killing people, I wanna see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. This atrocity, this 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 audacity must not go unpunished. So a local land surveyor Timber Cruiser and Prankster, don't listen too hard on the Prankster bit there, okay. named Eugene Shepard rounds up a posse, and they're going to go catch this son of a bitch and hodag. Mm-hmm. And they do it, Josh. They kill it with dynamite. Oh, gee. Okay, awesome. That's awesome. They took a picture. <gasps> Holy jeez, there it is. That's a hodag. It's dead. They got him. That That is a hodag, all right. And look at yeah, there's like there's like thirty dudes with pitchforks and I think does one guy have a have a rake? Looks like or, or no. Yeah. <laughs> it's a posse, Josh. Like they True. That is and that's a that's a 
That's so crazy. <laughs> but what's funny to me is that picture is the real picture. Like, <laughs> that's the actual picture they took in 1893. That's a real thing. They they did that. Okay. That is so awesome. <laughs> I think we may have found our new mascot. Which I'm I'm sure I'm going to say that for each of these things, but I think we may have found our new mascot. <laughs> may have. May have. <laughs> Well, so we weren't done with Hodag sightings. We thought we thought they were dead, but maybe, just maybe, there was another guy who was a real dickhead over there in Rhinelander. Mm. And there was another Hodag that was captured in 1895. Oh my gosh, they're, they're just everywhere. They're a nuisance. Once again, once again, they are a nuisance. And there are only one man here in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, that can take these bad Larrys down. That's right, Josh. Eugene Shepard's back, baby. Huh? And with the team... Or I guess a posse. I don't even want to call them a team. There's no I in teamwork, but there's a awesome and posse if you spell it wrong and say it wrong. He got a posse of dudes to chloroform the damn hodag, Josh, and he captured it alive. That's... You're, you're, you're telling me this guy captured live. Oh, my God. Captured it alive, and then he went on. Okay, and this is where it gets real big, Josh. He goes on to exhibit this at the very first ever Oneida County Fair. Huh? Thousands of people saw this exhibition, or this exhibit, right? That. And mm -hmm. this is where we break kayfabe and say we know it's fake, right? right. Wink, 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 wink. They didn't. This was 1895, and people are dumb as shit. <laughs> so what he did was he just made another body of a hodag and attached some wire to it, led them into this weird little dark-ass shanty shack off his, like, back 40. And, oh, yeah, come look at the whole day. Come look at it. And there's some wires connected to the puppet. <laughs> and every now and then they jerk it. And these people, because it is 1895 and they don't know, suspension of disbelief doesn't exist because disbelief doesn't exist. Right. Everything they're seeing before them is holy. That's it. That's, that's it. If you're seeing it, it's real. So just a little jerk wiggle of this thing freaks all these people out. They go running from the shanty. <laughs> Which, again, like, I, I remember stories of one of the first motion pictures being, being, the, being of, like, the train driving towards the camera and people in the Nickelodeon or whatever where they watched this, they were, yeah. like, diving out of the way. And they're like, look out, it's coming right for us. Look out! Yeah, so... Uh, they didn't. They didn't know. I don't know how many of them didn't know. knew about marionettes or anything. And also, like, if you're really hyped up anyway, if like there's a carnival barker outside, like, step right up, step right up, you good sir, you oh, my yeah. good woman, yeah, like, of course you're gonna get amped up with like, oh god, what is, what is this thing? And then like the tail, like, kind of twitches a little bit, and you lose your mind. You're like, ah, yeah. I totally get that. I again, I wish I could live in this time where just yeah. I could believe in propeller-tailed crocodiles and hodags. But so enough people saw that literally thousands of people saw this thing. It drew a huge crowd. So much so that word got to the Smithsonian Museum and a team of scientists uh, announced that they were going to dispatch out to come check this thing out. Oh, uh, there it is. At which point Shepard immediately said, "Hey man, this is a hoax. I've been fucking with you." <laughs> Party over. <laughs> Later, guys. Which and so it's all good and dead and gone, right? Mm -hmm. This is done. Shepard's out. We're out. 
Okay, so Josh, we're going back to like one of my old favorite books. You remember Giant Snakes? Yep. This was one of the primary sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going back to uh, Monsters in Print uh, by Adam Benedict. By Adam Benedict. Love this dude. Love this book. You're amazing too. Mm-hmm. Like, again, valuable resources. So, from the Minneapolis Journal, April 20th, 1903. Is it a real hodag? A.H. Opsal asserts excitedly... That it is a sur- that it is a surviving representative of a most supposedly extinct saurian that haunts the woods of his Minnetonka place at Ruritania. The hodag is supposed to be dead. As a matter of fact, there was no such animal. A lot of lumbermen, and this is um, this is Opsal quoting. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of lumbermen over in Michigan faked up a hideous-looking reptile and had a picture of him taken, which is over in the Northwestern Lumberman printed. So already he knows that this thing isn't real, right? Yeah. So this isn't a this isn't a hotag, hodag, until, until until. He uh he saw this he saw this guy. <gasps> he gives a description of the creature. He said it bellows like an elephant in a rage, wallows in the swamps and grunts, jumps stiff-legged from the dead grass, and brushes dark nights with its spinal projections all standing. Generally keeps people at Orono Point wondering what sort of horror has invaded their sylvan retreat. <laughs> Allegedly, according to Opsal, he uh, emptied a double load of BB shot into the beast reptile, right? Oh, shoot. Uh, the range was no less than 30 yards in the moonlight, but these shots were heard to rattle off the creature's scaly hide. It then emitted a low rumbling sound, roughly speaking, a cross between the laugh of a hyena and the ball of an indignant cow. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, I guess I'm sticking with your point earlier, like, w- just how awesome it would be to live in that age of, like, like, not, not exactly an age of innocence, but like we don't know, we don't, we haven't discovered things yet. The world is still a big place, and so of yeah. course you're like, that makes a lot that, of sense. That's that the the like the the mid of the what do you call it? the age of expedition, right? Because like, mm-hmm. but then to just be down there and no, I saw a fucking gorilla, man. It was horrible. I shot it in the face and it didn't die, yeah. and it killed my buddy Greg. Yeah, <laughs> drug him off into the woods. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know. Yeah, if you were to describe some of those animals. It'd be like, okay, yeah, whatever. It's a, it's a thing with a long neck that looks like a horse, but it's 40 feet tall. Yeah, right, check out this joker. But it's like, no, it's a giraffe. Giraffes are real. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently uh, Mr. Opsel also took a shot. Of, he, wanted, he said, all right, so it came back again. It kept coming back for about a month. Mm. And more than just Opsol allegedly saw it. I don't know what creature it belongs to, but what I do know is that there is nothing in the books describing him. He is scaly all over like a big fish. I have seen his scales shining in the moonlight and taking a steady shot over the bow of a tree at him. He is not the least injured by being shot. So, there you go. He's not injured. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, he's a stout boy. Yeah, he mentions that he wants to take a picture of it with a good... With a good-sized camera, but its habits are nocturnal, and the only picture we shall ever get will be taken after it's dead. Which I think is funny. It's such a novel to me that, like, I can't take a picture with night vision, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, what is this, 100 years later? I'm just like, what a nerd. Yeah. 
So now, according to this, uh, this is current, uh, Mr. Opsel takes a walk around his place every night in an effort to get another shot at the animal. He provided himself with a 4590 Winchester and hopes to report a results within a few days. And uh, I think we all know how that one ended, because, you know, a couple decades later, we still don't have any yeah. old eggs. But they do have a legacy. Yeah. They're, they're a big deal up in Rhinelander, Michigan. It's it's the mascot of the high school. They've got two of them on display at their uh, local ice arena. That's it's, awesome. It's fun. Yeah, there's like tons of businesses with hodag shit. It's like sandhill cranes down here. Right. Why can't we have a fake thing that's cool <laughs> versus a bunch of dumb damn birds? Yeah. <laughs> well, and 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 yeah. So not only all all of the things before that we've been talking about, but also just j- just with this one. Um, and I'm sure with many others too, they, they turn into kind of sources of regional pride. And it makes absolute sense to have um, like high schools adopt the Hodag as a mascot. Same with like the Jersey Devil, same with like all, the, yeah. like, all these other things. Um, and, and so yeah, of course, of course. And again, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later, like how much of this stuff has survived just, yeah. just through time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right there, the... The hodag isn't a real thing. It's a dumb. It's it's goofy. It's silly, but it's very very real. They have yeah, a giant one like, in front of their city hall, mm-hmm. like right. a, a big you know uh, statue of it. It's I don't know. It's such a weird. We knew okay. The Greeks knew that the gods weren't real, right? We all can just say that, especially the playwrights. They sort of kind of took it like as face value. Yeah, it was, they still it was a thing about it. they had to hear it. Yeah, yeah, right. It was a tradition yeah. that they shared, and yeah, uh, uh, yeah. We've been doing this for how long? Fine. No, I still, I still go to mass on Sundays. I just don't really care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same idea, right. but just, but it's still there. So they just have this thing now, and now these people, and now they believe in it. So does that make it real or not? I don't know. Well, it, it, it I, I'm, yeah. I'm going back, and I forget which episode it was. Um, uh, mentioning this 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 guy that I think says smart things and I follow quite a bit, um, uh, Jonathan Pajot, uh, and he's actually mm-hmm. a, a Quebecois. He's a he's a French Canadian guy too. So yeah. thematically, it fits. Um, but yeah, he 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 went on this whole thing um, recently about like, of course Santa Claus exists. Of, of oh yeah, of course yeah, yeah. he does. And and exact same with all this stuff like. Of course, the hodag exists. Exactly. In in honor of that, I've I've already um, completed my my first Molson, so I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna help myself to a second here. Oh yeah, I think no, you're right. We uh we got through that first Molson. My Labatt Blue, aka what I'm gonna go ahead and call the uh, Canadian Budweiser, is now gone. <laughs> yeah, because I was even thinking like like oh man, I wonder if I'll find uh maybe i'll get some like uh crown royal because isn't crown canadian too i have no idea or something like that but anyway i was like no don't overthink it just find some <laughs> crappy canadian beer it's fine that's nah, good it's fine you don't have to be like oh well i have canadian whiskey mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah but anyway anyway we could just uh, you, yeah. no you know what fuck it let's do canadian hunter we'll both fucking die <laughs> yeah okay, all right so, yeah, yeah let's I reach could, in the schooler could, pull out another brewski there josh yeah there you go yeah this uh yeah and got it got me another molson so you know so far so good first first one went down 
uh, smooth enough, and uh, yeah, might as well, might as well keep uh, keep keep with the horse that brought me here. Right on. That is how that works. I don't know. <laughs> nah, yeah, you yeah you don't you yeah you always leave with the horse that brought you. Something, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> I got a moose head logger. Uh, apparently, oh, okay. it is a it is a straight up product of Canada. So right on. This I'm actually drinking a Canadian beer. I'm kind of excited. There it is. There it is. Oh. Mm. I don't know. It's not bad at all. Kind of. Okay. Nice. Man, I almost like. I almost like. I don't know if I'm being a basic bitch or what. If I'm trying to like dick ride on Canadian people or too much or something, but I'm, I'm kind of into that. Yeah. Mm. No, that's a well. It, I, I'm. I'm also glad, at least this far in, that so far we have also refrained. We've. We've really controlled ourselves to be like, oh yeah, hoser. What's the matter there? You got your. You got some maple syrup on your toque? Ooh. Like, we haven't done that. <laughs> we haven't. So far. <laughs> Even, like, not counting that. Because I was just... That was mentioning it as an example. That wasn't me actually adopting, like, the Rick Moranis. <laughs> what, you hoser? Yeah. So. <laughs> you hoser. All right. So, moving on. This is my second little profile. And then we're going to kick in some of our favorites. But this one... Okay, it's weird, Josh. I was researching, and I was like, well, I was clicking through these fearsome critters, and I found this one. I was like, ah, oh, what a dumb thing. And then I kicked the hornet's nest, and my mind exploded. Uh -oh. So buckle up, uh -oh. buddy, because uh, we're camping. And what do you do when you're camping? Well, that's right. you got to catch your dinner, because we're also by this river that I totally cut in the sound effect for already. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, and yeah, out of exactly. that river, Josh, I pulled a fur-bearing trout. <gasps> Is this on your list at all, right? Or do you no. Have, okay. No. 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 Awesome. Cool. This cool. Sounds, cool. This sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The fur-bearing trout, Salmo hirstius tonsorius. I don't know what the first one is, but I think tonsorius has something to do with hair because I think of a monk's cut with the tonsure. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's got to be it. That's got to be it. I also know that Salmo is the uh, the trout. That's just the trout family. But so it's a trout something with. I just doubled. Checked. Uh, so tonsorius, uh, uh, according to short Latin encyclopedia, uh, of or belonging to shearing or shaving. Okay, there you go. So yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Awesome. Again, there's Easter eggs in these things from the 1910s mm -hmm. and 30s that's only funny if you speak Latin. And I feel like Latin was still <laughs> taught in public well, education at this time. Yeah, because well, it was and, like you and, learned old Latin old, and old Greek, right? And then, yeah, well, yeah. and 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 this is also, I mean, and this is also like around the same neighborhood as, um, yeah, like uh, Darwin's on the origin of species, and like everyone's like like super amped up to discover new things, yeah. and like so, I'm I'm sure even in like the sort of like, uh, uh, popular culture at that time, or like in a newspaper or in a or in a traveling a traveling exhibition or something and it's like oh look at this thing it's the such and suchiest uh, uh suchiest and so like you you kind of pick up dog latin or like bits of actual real latin and and, and yeah yeah off, off you go yeah or it's like the weird way that people like yeah they add o's and stuff to sound italian or spanish mm -hmm. yeah yeah same idea exactly. yeah exactly mama mia like yeah <laughs> Oh, this is a trout that has a lots of fur. It's you just add A's and you're Italian. So what it is is it's just a fish covered in white hair. 
That's all it is. Mm. It's white, fluffy hair. It's like a, a polar bear trout, if you will, right? Yeah. This one is cool to me, though, because it started in out of Iceland, not in America. It started as an Icelandic tradition of something called the Lothsiluger, which okay. means the, I guess, fluffy fish. I know that Loths is, Loths is like fuzzy. I don't know what oh, okay. Silunger means, but I assume that's fish or something. But Yeah, or, or, a, or a type of fish, a certain type of fish. Yeah, something like that, but it's fuzzy something. And um, what it is is the product of when giants and demons get together and get up to no good, just like somehow using magic and nature to mash crap together. And you get a fuzzy trout, and then they send this fuzzy trout as a plague onto humans because the fish itself is inedible, but it chokes out the rivers. And they're sent to humans as like a punishment mm. for their greed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kind of, kind of fun. Um, yeah, makes sense. Apparently, there is somebody named Sjorn from Iceland who is a prolific writer, and I guess super. I almost want to say it's like Icelandic David Bowie. I'm not sure. I didn't get a chance to get into this, but I think that Sjorn is Icelandic David Bowie. And he talks about that eating this trout, apparently, uh, allegedly, according to these legends, according to Sjorn. Um, eating this trout will cut if you're a man will make you pregnant and the baby grows in your scrotum and the only way to deliver it is to cut up your scrotum and deliver it that way so Josh don't eat this furry trout do not eat that so if ever the next time the Mrs. Wizard and I are out at a nice restaurant having a little dinner date it's like ooh, look at this this looks look at this uh, uh, seasonal fresh fish offering here like stay stay away from that Yes. If there's a bunch of white hair. <laughs> yes. No furry trout. <laughs> no furry trout. <laughs> so, um, in Canada, again, much like the hodag, it was a joke that went just a bit too far. There was a taxidermist by the name of Rossi Job out of uh, okay. Sault-Ste-Mary uh, in Ontario who sold trout with rabbit fur grafted onto it as a genuine furry trout. In America, the That's first description of the furry trout, what, or fuzzy trout, whatever, uh, the fluffy trout, whatever. We're just going to mix these yeah. up. It was by a guy named uh, J.H. Hicken, and he described it um, in a 1929 edition of Montana Wildlife and said that when you pulled the furry trout out of rivers, the change in atmosphere from the cold, cold Montana water into the cold, cold Montana air was so violent and extreme that the fish exploded and all the hair and skin shot off it. So it was super easy to eat and throw into the fridge. <laughs> this is the guy reporting in a wildlife magazine in 1929. Blatantly fucking... Like, I missed when fake news wasn't fake. Or, I missed when fake news was, like, straight fake. <laughs> Instead yeah. of, like... Oh, this is a deep fake. Like, I don't want to look for the layers of bullshit. Give me back my weekly world news. It's Hashtag right, future right. episode idea. Yeah, give me give me Bat Boy, not this whole, like... Give me Bat Boy, not Proud Boy. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Sorry. That was awesome. No, don't be. That was, a, that was, a, that was, a, that was incredible. <laughs> so you're ready, to get, you're ready to get even dumber and even weirder? Let's let's just dive into that cool cool lake water. But let's not explode when we come back out. Because in November of 1938, 
the Pueblo Chieftain. That's right, Josh. The Pueblo uh. fucking Chieftain out of Pueblo, Colorado, where you and I, where I live, where you used to live, reported yep. that the Secretary for the Chamber of Commerce in Salida, Colorado. I've been to Salida, Colorado. We've all been to Salida. Like, we plug it yeah. almost every show. <laughs> um, reported that the Secretary of the Chamber of Commerce in Salida he had been observing these trout for some time and he said that the reason that they're furry is because it's so cold in the Arkansas headwaters that the trout have to grow fur otherwise they'll just die and the Pueblo chieftain picked up his like little report and reprinted it <laughs> which again like like we've been talking about how a lot of these fearsome critters were outgrowths of um, lumberjacks like bullshitting each other like that this just takes it to the whole next level I'm like hey check out what I'm gonna tell Paleface here and then like everybody else is just kind of like laughing in the background yeah and then and then like in all earnest like yes yes that's so oh, that's so wise and writes it down and someone's on the like telegraph Breaking news in This Week in the World. Dateline, Colorado, Arkansas River. Spring runoff is so cold that local aquatic fauna known to grow their own fur. Local chief confirms the story. This has been Breaking World News. <laughs> the Secretary of the Chamber of Commerce did this. He just lied. But, but, apparently, it's... and I, I, next time I go to Salida, listeners, active update situation. This is... Situation red. Priority red. Alpha nope. zero. Tango six. The next mm. time I'm in Salida, I'm gonna check out the Chamber of Commerce because as of 2014, they had one. They had a taxidermied uh, furry trout <gasps> in their Chamber of Commerce. So no way. I don't know. Next time I'm up there, I even asked Amanda today, and I watched her like process the request and the context of the request, and go, Yeah, sure, honey, that's fine. <laughs> I, I don't know if, and, and, and I'm sure I'm retreading covered ground already, but I'm currently on their website seeing if there's uh, any sort of pictures of their museum or their, or their building or anything like that, because holy cow, would that be awesome. <laughs> well, and also, going back to, going also back to our cryptid cabinet, um, and my my candidate for the president was the was the jackalope, mm -hmm. and how many how like countless homes in America have jackalope um, mounted above their fireplace or whatever. So it only makes yeah. sense. It only makes sense that in Salida, that there would be a, a furry trout. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's fun and dumb. Yeah, but which that again yeah. bring back fun and dumb, which I think that's kind of what you're getting at too with 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 the fake news. Like instead of fake news, manipulative and oh we're gonna push this. No, just just fun and dumb. Make fake news fun and dumb again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like just yeah. I don't I don't know. I I miss it. I, I do. But even not even that. I just. As I got to read these stories, and I was reading, like, Monsters in Print, and then I was reading on um, Lumber Woods, I was just going through these, and they're just so, they're hopeful, and they're stupid, and they're fun, and some of them talk about real shit, but, right. but they don't know what they're talking about, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I want to be back to there. You know, I don't like. Mm-hmm. I want to be. I just want to be. Tr- I want to be gullible. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. I don't because I hate ignorance. Ignorance is like the greatest sin. But at the same time, I want to just. I want to be able to be gullible. You know, maybe mm-hmm. everything yeah. isn't out to get me. Maybe we win in the end. But that's well, and that's a down. And note. we don't have. Yeah, and we don't have to like hear something and immediately fly off and like, ooh, let me fact check that. Oh, well, experts say, like, no, just just be like, ah, neat. And then you continue on with a conversation, you know? <laughs> like, cool, cool, cool little story. Cool story. And then you just continue with life as normal. <laughs> well, I'll be get damned. I guess the Koreans do have the bomb. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Fuck me, anyway. Bigfoot's part of Al-Qaeda? Oh well. <laughs> I'm like, ah, neat. <laughs> Loch Ness Monster's gay? Not in my Scotland! Flips the table. <laughs> oh god, we're, we're gonna do weekly world news. I already decided. That's like five <laughs> weeks from now. We're already doing it. Anyway, we've been knocking at this door. I know that you've been like eager for this. Let's talk about our favorites. Josh, mm-hmm. give me some of your favorites. Like, what do you got? What What are your standouts? Not unlike Yokai. I guess the same as Yokai. What are some that just tickled you? What was good? The bad? What do you got, buddy? Yeah, I and and I have a handful, and maybe I'll get to all of them, or maybe I'll save some of them for a, for a follow up. But yeah. um, uh, one that I want to start off with is the Shagamaw. Okay. Um, and this is uh, according to uh, the Cryptid Wiki at Cryptids with a Z dot fandom dot com, uh, but apparently the Shagamaw is um, a fearsome critter that's the size of a horse with the front paws of a bear and the hind parts of a moose, um, almost like a weird like bear moose satyr thing. Yeah. Um, it would it would walk on its hind legs. And sometimes walk on its two front paws to leave different tracks in the ground. So it's constantly bipedal, but it's either walking on its moose legs in the back or its bare paws in the front and kind of like doing it, doing a hand walk. Interesting. Um, <laughs> it is said, it is said that it would walk 440 steps on its front legs and then walk on its back legs for another 440 steps, or about a half a mile both ways. Uh, and, and this, of course, made it very difficult to hunt down because, um, you know, you're tracking, you're, you're tracking these um, moose tracks mm-hmm. that are only in, in twos. And then suddenly it switch over to, be, to, to, bear, to bear tracks. And so, so, yeah, like made it made it tricky to catch. Um, and apparently, like it wouldn't necessarily attack people, but apparently it had a hunger for cloth, especially cotton. Huh. And... And if you were doing your laundry and had your clothes out on the clothesline, um, and if you left it out there too long, it would it would eat the washing, and you would lose your 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 shirt that way. Which again, to like spin it in this kind of yokai vein, that's the whole like that's the whole idea of like yeah, don't leave your clothes on the clothesline, or the wind's gonna blow yeah. it away, or it blew someone's away. gonna steal it. Or the shagam, so so that so I, I could just imagine some like young adolescent out there on the, out in the woods or something like that, for the for the upteenth time, Susie, you're leaving the wash on the line. I want you to bring it in before we go to bed. Oh, but what's the big deal? It's just uh, it'll be there in the morning. No, it won't. The shagamaw's gonna eat it, and then you won't have your bonnet for Sunday church. <laughs> and so, 
and so and so yeah like this this also kind of fits into that mold of sort of yeah like like uh not and not exactly scaring kids even though this would be kind of creepy to to walk up on oh yeah but something like, eating your damn clothes yeah it's like oh bear you lost your on your unmentionables yeah yeah, oh, oh man, what happened to your overalls that were on the clothesline? I guess the Shagamot, if only you brought it inside when I told you to. Um. <laughs> oh no, what happened? Yeah, but uh, but but also apparently um, a few other kind of like maybe embellishments or, or, or conflicting stories about the Shagamot. Okay. Uh, it says the Shagamot likely alternated between legs to confuse lumberjacks on the hunt. Uh, because it was considered an insult for a woodsman uh, to be told he incorrectly identified animal tracks, such yeah. as a moose or a bear. And so again, like you pride yourself on like, oh yeah, I found some moose tracks going up the road there. Those weren't moose tracks, those were bear tracks. And so the Shagamah would kind of uh, uh, gleefully trick uh, lumberjacks. And apparently so much so that brawls would often, you were talking about how these how these jacks would just fight all the time. Literally for no um, reason, apparently, yeah. Yeah, so apparently if they, so this this creature is alternating its hind legs and front legs just to watch the lumberjacks, like, duke it out. Um, and apparently it always followed tote roads, and some believe that this, that this is the effect of the varmint's significant observation of the woodsmen who trod in the same paths. Uh, and also with the 440 steps, uh, it's believed that the critter took 440 steps with each set of legs due to the fact that it was unable to count any higher. Like the... Calican Soros. Yeah, like, exactly. So uh, The third callback <laughs> so to the Christmas goblins. That is... Just, again. If it happens three again. times, it's hilarious. So that was a really funny joke, right? One, two, three. <laughs> hey, Calican Carl, how many times do you think they're going to do a callback to the Christmas Goblins episode. I don't know. Well, let's count them. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh, we have we our only listeners are the Calicansaris, and we are just murdering them. We're just murdering them one by one. So yeah, like if if so so I also thought that was pretty good. So yeah, the the Shagama. Right on. Shagama. Mostly. Mostly benevolent, just get your clothing in. Because I'm guilty of that. I'll be like, oh, where's that shirt? Ah, oh, crap, it's been in the dryer for like four days and it's all wrinkly. <laughs> like, I'm guilty of that. Maybe there's a new uh, 21st century breed of Shagama that sneaks into your laundry room during the day and says like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll eat this cotton blend uh, button-down shirt because he left it in here too long. Ho, ho, ho. I mean, not a shirt, but, you know, how often do you lose a sock? Or losing socks? Yeah, exactly. Maybe exactly. maybe so, that's the so, new, like, maybe Shagamaw's trying to, like, lose a bit of weight. T-shirts are too big, but no, 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 a sock is just right. Yeah. New year, new me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Shagamaw. Right on, Shagamaw. <laughs> Well, I got a favorite, and it's mm. real dumb. It's the snow snake. Okay. okay. This comes out of uh, uh, Tyron's uh, Fearsome Critters. It's also known as the, uh, and sorry, here we go with some Latin Greek bullshit, Astat Somas Hyperpericolis. Don't know what that means. Don't really care. What it is yeah. is a white snake with pink eyes, so just figure an, an albino snake. 
Mm, okay. It, okay uh, yeah. it it came to America during the uh, the year of the two winters when allegedly it got so it was uh, negative sixty five in July. Mm. I couldn't find a time when it was negative sixty five in July anywhere, but I also didn't look that hard. So whatever, that's fine. Uh, but across yeah. the uh, Bering Strait or the Bering Strait land bridge by way of Russia, so these are Russian snakes coming into America. Their poison is crazy deadly. And these things are crazy aggressive. They just have a bad temper. So what they do is they hang out in the snow, getting all chilly, because they hibernate all summer long, but they love the snow. Their pale white bodies are camouflaged and concealed, and they hide in the snow waiting for prey, and bam, they strike it, and it dies just in one hit from this horrible venom, which in one account I read was as bad as a king cobra. And I think it's cool that they reference king cobras in 1930-whatever. But... yeah. They even use the like weird uh, like local name, which is like uh, something. Ah, never mind. Doesn't matter. They use a cool local name for it, and that was like okay. that was the like reference point. If that makes any sense, like yeah, that's how yeah. everybody knew that knew that a king cobra was actually called this thing. I thought it was fun. Anyway, um, so they don't attack humans on principle because we're too big for them to eat, but they will bite us. So okay. their venom is deadly to us. So even to this day, the phrase "treed by a snow snake" is still in use. Oh, interesting. Yeah, kind of fun. Hmm. Why were you late for dinner? I was treed by a snow snake, honey. Yeah. Well, shit, you're at the bar. Yeah. D- yeah. Did the snow s- snake give you that bottle of corn hooch too? That that I smell on your breath. Quiet, woman. <laughs> I've been. I've been chopping trees all day. Yeah, chopping trees all day. <laughs> that was the hoochin' given. Yeah. <laughs> hoochin' given. Which is what, like the 15th Yule Lad, probably? Because cause we already had like a 13th. We had the 13th, but... and he was like Shuta Euster, I think we called him. But... Yeah. Home Intrudrin. Home Intrudrin, yeah, that was it. <laughs> the guns. Yeah. <laughs> I pull out my gun. <laughs> what else you got? Give me another one. Well, it and, and it's and it's funny that you mentioned the white snow snake, uh, because the next one on my list is also an animal that would be maybe unusual, but not unheard of for being white. And this is the, the snuffus. Okay. And uh, the following description uh, is borrowed from uh, Kickle Snifters and Other Fearsome Critters, uh, 1976, by Alan Schwartz. And he says, simply enough, a snoffus is a white deer with giant antlers from which flowers grow. Oh. So so basically the spring form of um, Sawsbuck, yeah. the Pokemon. Yeah, basically that's what it is. Oh, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, and, and, and like you mentioned before, the, um, the uh, scientific name for a uh, um, snoffus is Sil... Uh, Servo alborum floriplenis. And I know that alborum, uh, that's something to do with tree, and mm-hmm. flora, of course, is uh, flower. Or maybe even technically like curvo, because Latin's weird like that, where C's are always pronounced like hard case anyway. But it could also literally um, be curvo, like curvo springus in the antlers. Like, th- this is Because there's true. so much dumb, like, just goofy play on words with these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and so uh, uh, apparently, though, this is um, this is uh, this is an Ozark critter. Okay. 
But then again, like you were talking about, like like a lot of these fearsome critters even go all the way down to like the bayou and all that. But also, and there's there's trees fun. in the Ozark Range. Like it's not like yeah, exactly. ah yes, there is the famous salt range of the Ozarks. Nothing grows there for five hundred miles on either side. Like yeah, trees so, logging uh, exists, just not as cool as in you know Canada. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and so and so. Um, there, there's actually not a whole lot of uh, concrete details about Asnophis because I mean, part of it is is they're just they're just really hard to find. Um, uh, but but some of the things, some of the things that are attributed to to Asnophis is um, uh, apparently it's it's a creature with quote supernatural powers, and can emanate rings of blue smoke. So just kind of so in oh, addition to being a white deer, yeah, it can do that. Um, and uh, uh, Ran, uh, this this guy uh, Vance Randolph, who's another folklorist, um, he says that the Snophis is capable of leaping or nearly flying over the tops of trees, and uh, likens its cry to a "Halley hoo." So like maybe a little dash of like Santa's reindeer uh, mixed in with that. Yeah. Um, too. Along with so, the Ozark um, Howler who used to go, Woohoo! This this is true. Same is range. True. So yeah. Same, oh, shit, same dude. range. Same range. Mm -hmm. We got two howlers yeah. in the Ozarks. Yeah. Huh. And and so and, and so there did. it is. And so there it is. Um confirmed. And and two wizards a, confirmed it. <laughs> we did it. Heard it here first. Um and so and so yeah, there's um there's a there's a little anecdote about one Virginia Dare who was uh, coveted by a number of suitors uh, who, who were wanting to, to marry her. Uh, she, was, she, was, she would not marry any of them until one of them brought her back a snoffus. Uh, and then that was a person that, that she would marry. And uh, time went on and the white deer continued to elude the most skilled among trappers. However, one early morning, a learned elder was induced to admit that the white deer could be slain with a silver arrow. Hmm. And apparently a young hunter uh, uh, learned this fact and somehow fashioned a silver arrow and, and saw the white doe, the snophus, and he, uh, and, he, and, he, and, he shot, and he shot at it firing the projectile straight through the heart of the noble animal the hunter watched as the creature lost its footing however upon inspection of where the animal had fallen the hunter found only the body of virginia dare oh shit and it was later revealed that the maiden had been transformed into the doe after rejecting the hand of a sorcerer or so the story goes and so here's so like that's a, that's another kind of interesting God damn. like maybe yeah and so maybe maybe the snoffus is just a whole bunch of southern bells who were really cruel to a magician at some point and they got transformed into these um, uh, uh, fearsome critters that that continually elude marriage until they get accidentally shot and killed. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but but yeah so the so the snophis kind of a kind of a bittersweet um story there but still pretty cool and i guess if ever i'm out in the ozark woods if i hear a woohoo i'll know that's a ozark howler and if i hear a howly hoo I'll, I'll know that's a snophis but it's even kind of fun they have their own calls that's cool i like that yeah I don't know. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> all right, Snoffus. <laughs> well, all right. So I talked. I I I, I verily meant very briefly mentioned at the very beginning about how I've never been so excited to rediscover a thing. And I wanted to go down a really quick tangent. Okay. Um, I mentioned before how um, I was lucky enough to have... Uh, I've talked about the, uh, the the cabin that we have up out of uh, Kremlin, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And so once upon a time, I bought a silly little joke book from some... I don't know where. I don't know where it came from. But from somewhere, and it was called the... Um, it is one of my sources for tonight... It's called Legendary Northwoods Animals by Galen Winter. It was published in 1994. I saw it. I thought it was cute. I thought it was funny. I was like seven or eight, and I left it up there at the cabin. I thought, hey, maybe the other guys will read this. It'll be fun. But what it turned into was every time I was up there, I would read that book, just covered it. It was only like 50 pages. It was, it's nothing at all. It's a joke. Mm-hmm. I'd read it cover to cover every time, but there was one thing in those that always stood out to me, and it filled me with this horrible dread. And it's something called the Agro Argo Pelton Pounder. Okay. And so, according to this book, it gets the name Agro Argo by a distinction in um, people who study it uh, branching off and then um, changing its behavior. So, the um, Agro Pounder will chase you down versus the Agro will throw things from up high or something. It's dumb. It's weird. But it's also a real thing... As per the um, uh, ferocious critters of the lake woods, or the, the, the lumber woods, sorry. And in that, what it is, is it is the, uh, and so here's, I'm going to tap into your Greek powers here. Okay. So okay. we have the anthrocephalus craniofracturus. Okay. Okay, so what do you got there? Anthrocephalus. So, uh, and. So if it's anthro, that might be short for anthropo, mm-hmm. which would mean like human. Yeah. Um, cephalus would be like head. Yeah. Human head. So like a human head then. And then what was the last part? Cranofracteris. Uh, cranio. I'm, I'm, I think that's Latin. Then that's also kind of head. And head, then fracteus, yeah. I think. Yeah. Fracteus also sounds like something you'd like fracture. or Kind of like fracture, so, right? Yeah, that would be that'd be my guess, my semi-educated guess. So the human headed skull splitter is what this thing translates into, more or less. Yeah, right? pretty much. Close enough. Yeah, close enough. I hated this thing in the book. It shows this weird gaunt monkey holding like a branch, and then, and again, this is 1994, and it's stupid. It makes a joke about it. Just makes a dumb joke. But they pulled a lot of these legends. Like you were talking about your first guy, who's na- the uh, that your first guy, the S thing. The Shagamaw. Yeah, the Shagamaw. You're talking about the Shagamaw. Yeah. It talks about a thing called the Astral Moose that will have the tracks of a moose or a bear or a human, so you can't follow it. Weird little <laughs> dumb moose, things I like this. That. It, like, picks and chooses and stuff. But so, according to the uh, Ferocious Critters of the Lumberwoods, the 1910 edition, it's an upright ape creature that either tosses down dead branches on top of, like, unsuspecting travelers or just beats lone lumberjacks to death. And they're later oh, found geez. under piles of dead timber. Holy cow. Yeah, right? Fucking terrible. I told you, Clem got got by the Argo Pelton Pounder. Like, that's what it is. I hate it. That, 
Ooh, man. That... See, yeah, that's... That's just fucked up. <laughs> yeah, terrible, right? That's just fucked up. Screw that guy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, oh, maybe I forgot my pocket knife, or I... Let me let me go back to the work site. I just gotta grab this thing real quick. And then this motherfucker comes along and just, and just murks this guy. Yeah. That... Lame. Terrible. than lame. Terrible. He's... For these next couple ones, because cause you were talking about, and I don't know if you were kind of, um, uh, if if some of these entries were in included in your lists, um, but I just have a couple that are real quick, uh, rattled off descriptions of some of these fearsome critters, and it's specifically the alliteration that that you were talking about, and and and, and almost like a bit of a tongue twister, because I can also imagine, I I, I can I can envision. Um, again, this whole like crew of crew of jacks just kind of hanging out and, and trading these stories and all that, because it's one thing to like just say like, oh yeah, I let me tell you about the Shagamaw, but to like maybe like up your game a bit, you make it this sort of competition where you um, have to describe this thing using alliteration, and then maybe somebody says like, ah, you've you've said a lot of words that start with G pick a different letter and so then you move to a different one mm -hmm. um, and, and, th and then it's almost like a weird like maybe not exactly rap battle but but that same kind of energy where like people are trading stories and they're seeing how far they can go with I don't, I don't know um, but one that I wanted to um, mention briefly uh, is the timber doodle alright <laughs> And this is uh, the entry in Linwood's lexicon of lumberjack lore. The entry for the Timberdoodle is a bellowing beast boasting a brutish bite, ultimately unshakable and unbreakable, unless there is a thud of thunder thus thwarting the threat. <laughs> and so that's what we get. And I also just, uh, in my mind's eye, because there's, there's like a Labradoodle... And there's you know all this other stuff. So like a timber doodle, maybe it's like some kind, some some kind of dog thing. Oh, okay. That a that a that a poodle and a aspen. <laughs> Chef, or, what's uh, a timber doodle? I don't know. I'm going back to South Park. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, son, when a dog pees on a tree. And they both love each other very much. <laughs> when it's a German elm and a dog pees on it, oh boy, son, buckle up. Buckle up and just pray for a thunderstorm to scare this thing off. <laughs> so yeah, Timberdoodle. Timberdoodle. It's funny, I purposely avoided anything out of Linwood because I thought it was too goddamn goofy. I'm fine being yeah. goofy and silly, but like, and don't get me wrong, I don't, I love alliteration, but holy shit, mm. dude, he just took advantage of that situation, like. Yeah, he caught that thing and ran with it, so. He, he Forrest Gumped out of the damn arena with, or uh, stadium with it, he just kept going. Like, I, I, and I'd even like see someone, I was like, ooh, this looks fun, I'd click it, and I was like, oh, no, Limwood, never mind, back. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, and and I I guess I opted into that. So so I I do have a couple more from from Len Woods, which is fine. Oh no no, fine. it's all good because so. that kind of weirdly covers like one of my shortcomings, if you will. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we cover each other's. Yeah, yeah. perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so so I have um yeah I have like two or three more, but 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 what's what's one more that um, you have, Mark? I found one of my favorite ones, and it's called the Squonk. <laughs> That sounds like a Dr. Seuss, Dr. Seuss thing. This really, yeah, it really does. <laughs> Apparently, it lives in hemlock forests in northern Pennsylvania. Which, number one, mm-hmm. I didn't know such a thing as hemlock forests existed. That's pretty cool—a whole like forest of murder. If that, you need it, that is pretty sweet. And you're a philosopher. Um, <laughs> it was first written about in 1910 in the uh, fearsome critters of the lumber woods, which I have been using this entire time. And um, according to that text, it reports it as such. The squonk is of a very retiring disposition, generally traveling about at twilight and dusk, because of its misfitting skin, which covers, which, which is covered with warts and moles. It is always unhappy. Hunters who are good Ooh. at tracking are able to follow a squonk by its tear-stained trail, for the animal weeps con- constantly. When cornered, an escape seems impossible, or when surprised and frightened. It may even dissolve itself into tears. Oh! So it's so ugly it cries itself to death. <laughs> AKA, sixty percent of middle school students. Yes. <laughs> Why is my body doing this? Thus, giving it the name Lacrima Corpus Dissolvens. Oh! Which so lacrimosa is like. Uh, cobweb in nature, I believe. No, lacrimosa is tears. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, body of tears that dissolves. Super sad. Okay, <laughs> tragic. Poor, yeah, poor little, poor little squonk. Oh, such a guy. <laughs> no. And again, going going back to Lenwood. Um, and this is the Philomaloo bird, also known as the goofus bird. Or its uh, scientific name, uh, Fulica stulturegrendiens. Okay. Um, and uh, this entry unfortunately doesn't have too much alliteration, or maybe that's a good thing. Uh, but but it says a curious character varying widely from the usual run of feathered animals, a bird distinctly low in intellectual curiosity, showing complete and consistent indifference as to where he's going. He prefers only to see where he's been, hence he always flies backwards. <laughs> yep. Um, and then it goes on. A rather rare species, frequently heard of but seldom seen. Authentic reports are none too common. This is odd for a turkey-like head on a long bottle green neck sparsely spangled with large silvery scales, a black right wing and a pink left one make a color combination hard to miss. The nest is usually built upside down. <laughs> the eggs, seven to a clutch, are invariably grade D. The, <laughs> oh. I know. The, the call resembles the clank of a Johnson bar being shoved into reverse. <laughs> and I, uh, and a very helpful footnote number five says, a Johnson bar is the lever on a steam locomotive that regulates emission of steam. Pulling the Johnson bar forward opens the flow of steam, increasing speed. Moving the Johnson bar in reverse reduces steam, slowing the locomotive down. 
The effect of abruptly the effect of abruptly moving a Johnson bar into reverse produces a loud, shrill noise akin to a kettle, but infinitely greater. Hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, then the, it says it's also variously called the goofus bird, the flu fly bird, etc. Uh, and I did a little extra digging, and apparently there's this is maybe a, um, a multi-continent species. Because there's also something known as the Uslum bird, um, which is found in Australia and uh, Britain. Hmm. And some versions have it that when startled, the bird will take off and fly around in ever-decreasing circles until it manages to fly up its own backside. <laughs> so kind of like an Ouroboros, but flying sort of thing. And yeah. then it disappears. Um, but other sources say that the bird flies backwards so that it can admire its own beautiful tail feathers or because it does not know where it is going or it likes to know where it has been um so so yeah like a similar a similar kind of tale about the um goofus bird or the uh Uslum bird uh and yeah that's kind of that's kind of fun which i also wanted to say and i was trying to double check and maybe with a little more time i could find this because that definite i'm almost positive i read that in a dr seuss book I'm sure oh, there's a yeah, bird that don't, for sure. There, there, there's a bird that only flew backwards, but I but I couldn't find what it was, um, and and maybe I'm making up that uh, that uh, creature or not. But there you have it, yeah. the Philomaloo bird, aka the goofus bird. Right on. I I almost yeah. think that like if we ever do lumberjack, uh, fearsome critters part two, we could really just do it in Australia. I found a, I there was a lot that I found that. Oh. It was weird. They were the same in Australia as they were in America at the same time, and as it was a weird. That is interesting. Over. Yeah, that is super interesting. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I also just noticed, just in general, like a bunch of these were birds. There are a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of bird fearsome critters that, like, yeah, do stupid things. Like, a lot of oh, birds, they... a lot of snakes, a lot of cats. Like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so so yeah, which 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 one do you have next? Um, so I guess I'll just do my last one now. Um, okay. And if I said that the uh, Argo Agro Pelton Pounder terrified me, this one scare. This one actually does kind of freak me the hell out. Oh, okay. It's called the Hide Behind. Did you have this oh, one? Oh, interesting. Yeah. No, no. And so uh, its uh, Latin name is the uh, Ursus Dissimulans, and I don't know what Dissimulans okay. means, but I know that Ursus is bear. So yeah, I'm taking this bear. to be a bear. Mm-hmm. And what it is is a large. It, it's a. It's about six feet tall. It stands on two legs and it's covered in thick, shaggy black fur. You can't really see its face through all the fur, but it has really huge uh, claws on its feet. And it, uh, mm-hmm. it 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 hunts its prey from behind trees. It will not be seen. It will not be seen when it's killing or refuses to be. Or it, I guess it just like it's too fast. I don't know. It's lumberjacks. It won't be seen. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But so it springs from behind the trees. The muscles in its legs are super well developed, good for springing. And uh, it carries humans off and eats its favorite part of them, their guts. Ew, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it said, yeah, it, it can disembowel a man with one swipe of its claws and it can eat every seven years. And just every single part of that grossed me out. That is pretty, yeah, that's maybe a little too... <laughs> that was like the one lumberjack who he he has a hard time finishing his work because he's always like squishing bugs. And he's like, 
All right, Phil, it's your turn. What what fearsome critter have you seen? It's like, let me tell you about this. <laughs> it's like, okay, bud, too, too much there. You kind of, you're not reading the room, or you're not reading the ring around the campfire here. That's a little too, it's a little too intense, man. <laughs> I thought you were going to make a slime of Stephen King. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said the lumberjack who can't finish his work, and then he makes it super um, gruesome. Oh, yeah. That, that, that could also be, yeah, that could also be like um, Sorry. Lumberjack Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, hide behind it's no phone. I don't like it. It's fuzzy and black and... But I don't, I don't know. I don't like that one. That one just, I know it's not real. Again, we know all of these aren't real. But yeah, at the but same still, time, that one's a little... That mm-hmm. one almost, yeah. Like, I've been in forests. There's really thick trees. And th- trees, you know, obscure the view. It's, you, I don't know. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, that's pretty. That's, that's, that's pretty brutal. All right, what else you got, buddy? Round us out here. I kind of have a... I guess almost a two for one, because I, because like what you were talking about um, with the Snallygaster and the Snallygoster, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, I found two different entries that have very similar names, but then are like pretty different, pretty different creatures. Okay. Um, so this first one is uh, back to Lenwoods, and this is the Giasticutus. Okay. And uh, this is a fantastic and fearsome feathered fellow, a full 50 feet from fringe to fringe. Oracles orate that the offender is often observed ousting oxen. Oftentimes obfuscating, the grim giant is generally guessed to be the gusty, the, the, the gustiusticus. Um, on, the, on the contrary, the creature's corresponding connotations are candidly coincidental. And so I was like, wait a sec, like this is the Giasticutus, and then you're pointing me to the Giusticus. And then I found in uh, Paul Bunyan's Natural History, mm-hmm. uh, writ- written by Char- Charles E. Brown, I found the Giasticus, which was spelled different than the other one. So here's, it's honestly like a triple. Um, so this other one, the Giasticus, is also called the Stone Eating Giasticus. This sordid beast has been described as about the size of a white-tailed deer, has ears like a rabbit, and teeth like a mountain lion. It has telescopic legs, which enables it to easily graze on hills. So not only like the goats we were talking about, yeah. it's just so it can it can it can telescope any one of its four legs. So it's I guess an all-terrain uh, critter. I guess gross. Um, yeah, super gross. Um, it also has a long tail, which it wraps around rocks when its legs fail to telescope together. Um, but then it also apparently feeds on, ri- uh, feeds on rocks and lichens, uh, the rocks enabling it to digest the tough and leathery lichens. Hmm. Um, and, uh, and this is a weird sentence. I don't even know what this means. But the last sentence says, It is never seen except after a case of snake bite. You get bit by a snake and hallucinate it. I, apparently so. so yeah, it's case like of, a, yeah, case of snake bite. Yeah, you got bit by a snake and then you see it. So you're, it's a weird, like, maybe like the Grim Reaper has kind of outsourced this particular thing. Like, all right, look, I'll get the rest of these, but you, Giasticus, 
anybody gets bitten by a snake, I I need you to add that to your schedule because I'm I'm just I'm just swamped. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> what a good manager does. They delegate. Mm-hmm. You delegate. Yeah. You find out. Just like, look, this is so. So yeah, that was, which is so weird because yeah, th- that was the gyasticus, which is different than the gyasticutus. But also, like, weirdly kind of similar. And then there's also the Guiusticus. I, I don't know. It, it's like all three very similar names. Who knows what they actually are. But, um, but yeah, interesting. Yeah. All right. It's funny. Um, I found uh, Glowakis a couple of times. Yeah. But then I, I found too. it as, like, G-L-A-U-C-H. And then I found, like, G-A-L-A-W. And they were each time they were, like, a different thing. And, like, between mm-hmm. that and, like, the Snallygaster mm-hmm. and Snollygaster, there was, like, three... It was. It's weird how close they are to each other, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's one, well, like, there's the hug egg or something, and it's just a moose with stiff joints that can't lay down. But it's not unlike the hodag. It's, it's a whole thing. Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's, it's getting a little late there, buddy. We are probably yeah, on turn in. I hear a lot of stirring in the woods. I'm kind of... Maybe it's these uh, Canadian beers, but I'm kind of getting a little weird out there, buddy. Yeah, I well, and and uh, yeah, I, I think we've only just discovered some of the fearsome critters that that could, you know, stop by our stop by our uh, little little campground here. And I'll tell you what, I'll know at least to bring all of my clothes inside, <laughs> so this goddamn shagamaw won't make off with my boxers or whatever. Then I'll I'll be a real rube. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you not want to meet the most? Oh man, no, it, definitely your last one, because like that 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 one's hide just behind. mean. Yeah, yeah, the yeah yeah the hide behind just like all all of these other guys like you're saying they're they're kind of goofy or goofy and mostly harmless and okay sure just yeah but but the hide behind that that's a real mm. that's a real piece of work right there. He is yeah. I am. I'm really weirdly afraid of the uh, Snollygoster because I don't want to be blended up. Well, it, that's just it too. Because like you're not you're, gonna die when you're impaled. Like you gotta bleed out exactly. or like, asphyxiate. You're not, and it's just one spike, and there's no like poison or anything. You just die on this damn spike. Yeah, you're getting blended up alive and then just like inhaled. It's it's, it's just the like. I'm not a rail of human coke. God damn it. Maybe that's just it. Maybe, like, in order to, like, have the energy to use his propeller tail, like, he's just he's just cracked out all the time. It's like, hey, guys, anybody want to write a screenplay with me? Whoo, let's go to Vegas. Yeah. He's just, just amped it the whole time. Whoa, it's an alligator without a mouth, and it's got a propeller on his tail. <laughs> hey, 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 check it out, check it out, check it out. Got a great idea. All I need is six dead lumberjacks and like ground up in, into a pace and I'll sniff them. It's like, dude, you must have gotten a batch of the bad stuff, man. Just, here's some water, go lie down. We'll check on you in, in a little bit. Yeah, 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 great. Yeah, yeah, great. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he busts, like, kicks through the door. It's a, it's a snake. It's, it's a hoop snake. A snake that bites its tail and keeps the, 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 the sticker in its mouth and uh, it'll stab you in the back. Okay, dude, 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 just... Just, buddy, lean up. Yeah, no, I, oh, what's wrong? Yeah, no, 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 no. Why, why is there no music in here? 
Oh, what about a tea kettle bird? Like a bird that's not like a tea kettle. Oh, man. <laughs> Honorable mentions to my other two favorites, the hoop snake and tea kettle. Yeah. I just wanted to throw them in there. I like them. They're, they're fun. Hoop. Who, who, well, well, and, and even going all the way back to uh, Pecos Bill, wasn't it a ho uh, hoop snake that he kind of wrestled and used as a lasso? Sure. Or was that just like a that might have just been like a rattled snake or like or like a cottonmouth or something? I know that he oh. used a snake as a rope once. I I do remember yeah. that, and I also know that he roped a, a tornado. So yeah, well, and and there's also something with his with his horse, his like bucking bronco. He could like kick lightning bolts or something yeah like that. kick up know. a thunderstorm or something right we're gonna do it was, it. it was something all right we're doing a pecos bill versus paul bunyan episode i'm gonna do paul bunyan you're gonna do pecos bill we'll come all right, back yeah, in two weeks enough. all right cool yeah yeah we can do it we can do that we all right in well, the meantime as, though in the meantime as our fire is dying down and we'll do the responsible thing we got we got lots of water and we'll we'll make sure it's completely out um but yeah in the meantime listeners thanks thanks for joining us on, on this uh, on this episode and uh, do you have other lumberjack fearsome critters or is this brand new to you and and you want to check out some of these resources that uh, Mark mentioned so so if if you find something interesting if you find something that's horrifying and you don't want to meet in the wooded forest how will you alert us how will you alert the world say look out for the painter which is apparently just like a puma but 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 mark how would they get the word out <laughs> sorry sorry no no it, that's it, so much of this is, it's a fucking cat it's a fucking mountain lion it's so yeah it's, it's just a mountain lion <laughs> <laughs> if 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 you saw the painter or the wumpus cat or the splinter cat or the hodag or any of those good guys or the bad guys or anything in between, you can do that by going to two wizards pod C one at Twitter, two wizards podcast at gmail.com and or two wizards podcast on Instagram. I want to give a shout out to Lumberwoods. Thank you so much. Your website was invaluable to this episode. I don't think it would have happened without you guys. And they've sort of been here since day one. So thank you. We love you. I love you. Uh, I am also at Marquis Stardust at Twitter, and I'm at Greek Greek Buffalo on Gmail. And Josh, what you got there, buddy? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Plaid Barbarian. And uh, yeah, I think I, I think. Uh, Many of these fearsome critters had had those illustrations, like like, like you're talking about. Who knows? Maybe we'll have to uh, uh, have a thread with with some of these uh, creatures, just so people are forewarned. And forewarned is forearmed. Um, and uh, yeah, the next time you're out camping in the in the sort of Canadian wilderness or the or the northern part of the United States, you will know. You will know what to look out for. So. Uh, all right, buddy. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're gonna just finish off the last of the fire here. Yeah. Grab all our cast iron pans and call it a night. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, yeah, be safe, guys. Look out. Check behind trees. There's probably a hype behind there. He's gonna eat your guts. And then when you wake up in the morning, you can have a uh, goofus bird egg omelets. There you go. <laughs> which is apparently grade D, which like low like low blow man like you could you could come after me but don't you dare talk to my son ever again <laughs> so good uh, take good care night, everybody, everybody. <laughs> he rolled up
upon his back, and after that, I kill them all! Ah!